This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, this past week, if you were on the roads when there was that fire under the Queensboro Bridge, you would have seen and experienced firsthand what happens when even one small part of the transportation system in Metro Vancouver is taken offline. What happens is chaos and extreme crowding elsewhere. And transportation certainly is something we talk about on this station. We talk about it in our daily lives. But what can be done? What is the future of transportation in this region look like? Well, Mike Klassen, who is a columnist at the Vancouver Courier, has written about this, and he joins us on the line now. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, good morning, Jill. Good morning. Uh, This uh, column talking about the plans that are actually being driven by politics, uh, I don't think anyone would disagree with that because it does seem uh, like that's how things are unfolding. Well, I, of course, we're not going to be naive about the fact that there are going to, there's going to be a lot of horse trading among different stakeholders. Uh, but we've seen uh, this, this sort of pattern continue for such a long time. Um, the fights that have gone back and forth between the provincial government and the council of mayors and local governments here uh, have been going on for, it feels like, decades. Uh, in fact, it was about 10 years ago that the provincial government, and I think it was the then transportation minister, uh, Kevin Falcon, established what is known as the Mayor's Council. And the Mayor's Council was intended to try and be um, uh, another layer of of oversight and governance um, to kind of work into TransLink, our big sort of local transportation system. Um, And as a result, they are doing their own horse trading and lobbying and sort of communicating, sort of really kind of flexing their muscle in terms of the future of transportation. And as a result, it's it's resulted in in, um, uh, kind of a horse trading uh, that is, I think, leading down the path of some poor choices. Um, And there are a lot of people who agree, but it's, um, it's really difficult to kind of speak truth to power, if you'd like, and, and tell the mayors honestly uh, that they're making some mistakes. Uh, and, and what mistakes do you think, or what poor decisions are at the forefront? Well, it's really interesting. You know, a lot of us have heard about the mayor's 10-year plan, uh, and during the provincial election, uh, the, uh, the various parties were sort of falling all over themselves, saying that they were going to sign on and support the 10-year plan. It, you know, it, they made the 10-year plan sound as though that it was the Dead Sea Scrolls or something written by some monks. This is an entirely political document. And um, and so uh, when uh, the, the mayors kind of ganged up, for example, against Lois Jackson, uh, uh, the mayor of Delta, to try and prevent any resources being shifted into replacing the George Massey Tunnel, they, they opposed the idea of a bridge claiming it was going to create more congestion. But really what it was doing is 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 conflicting with uh, some of their goals uh, around other projects, uh, in all important projects in some ways, uh, the Patella Bridge replacement. I know there are people who literally tell me they hold their breath when they drive across that bridge uh, because they feel like its, it's, it's uh, lifespan is very short. Uh, of course, uh, there's the discussion of doing uh, rapid transit, continuing the Millennium Line, which kind of leads to kind of a dead end around uh, the Clark Station um, and, and uh, should continue out towards UBC. That's always been the discussion. But the one project that strikes me as being um, really um, a, a case of uh, you know the, the second largest city in, 
in British Columbia really kind of pushing its influence is the, the light rail plan for Surrey. If you've ever looked at that plan, you'd have to kind of ask yourself, why would we want to go down a road of spending uh, over $2 billion in one city for a plan that uh, claims to want to shape the future of that city in terms of development? Um, there are other competing technologies that are much more flexible, much more uh, practical, and would not cause the kind of gridlock that, um, that this kind of uh, expensive and probably dated technology would. And there's actually a really good piece that, uh, that followed mine that came on Vancouver Courier and some of the other uh, local uh, uh, Glacier newspaper uh, uh, who are publishing it on the Daily Hive. Kenneth Chan, who's uh, always written some really good pieces uh, challenging um, decisions like the removal of the, the, the viaducts in Vancouver, has written a really good piece this week on the Daily Hive uh, about why the, um, the Siri, Siri LRT project is a bad idea. And uh, not to go into the entire article, but but is it based on that, the fact that it is older technology? Are there other options that could possibly serve the region better? You know what, the, the transportation is, is uh, changing so much right now. We're looking at different kinds of technologies. I, I think part of the reason that people like the idea, there's a romanticism around light rail that, you know, that it's, um, it kind of reminds us of the old days of trains, but it's a, it's a very, unless you have a dedicated right-of-ways, and, and Vancouver has some of those. For example, um, we did have a um, that Bombardier uh, streetcar that ran along um, the uh, South Shore of False Creek because it had that old right-of-way. Of course, the Arbutus Corridor is, is an old uh, rail right-of-way. So these are places where you might it might be more practical to try and put um, some kind of rail down those lines, but uh, but not when there is street, uh, existing street networks. Um, you're you're really just going to be competing for other traffic, and and think you know we're I guess we're uh, it still feels like they were a long way a long way away from um, driverless cars and driverless technology. But we are going to see eventually um, uh, ride sharing and ride um, ride hailing services that are going to really change the dynamics of traffic. But bus rapid uh, transit is something. Um, where you're using a, a bus-like system, and uh, it's much more flexible, much less costly. And if Surrey really wants to uh, kind of build their neighborhoods, a BRT, as it's known, would be a, a, a really great stopgap in the, in the interim. Uh, one of the things that always strikes me is this focus on things such as the Broadway corridor and taking a, a SkyTrain to Arbutus, where there seems to be no focus on getting some kind of rapid transit linking Metro Vancouver to the Fraser Valley. When we see people moving to the valley where, where people can still buy homes in some cases, but there doesn't seem to be any plan to do something like Toronto's GO Train or something to open up that region. I, I completely agree. Now, the debate, I guess it's uh, the, the horse is sort of out of the barn. When we built the Canada line, we we went to uh, SNC Lavinland for a different technology. So we've got a, a completely different rail system and a different uh, type of system of cars that are on Canada line. So, uh, but when we did the original SkyTrain way back in the 1980s, it was uh, of course the Bombardier system, and uh, I would like to see us to continue to grow SkyTrain. I think that that system will have to evolve. What's worrying, though, is, of course, um, the technology is now over 30 years old in some cases. So we're seeing 
uh, outages on parts of the of, of that rail system that are causing huge problems. And I know that there was one recently between, uh, I think, Maine and Broadway where they had to do some maintenance and, and that that's caused problems. But I completely agree with you that as we sort of get pushed out into the valley, I, I, I don't know if you've taken driven, uh, ridden uh, SkyTrain all the way out to the very end of the line, the King George Station lately, but it really does feel like we need to keep going there. Now, what would make that uh, more practical is if the city of Langley would start to densify around its core. Uh, it has a small downtown right now that could use some, you know, maybe some larger buildings and more people, and that would really justify um, uh, having, because you know you get more ridership on that line and uh, less dependence on cars. All right, Mike, we'll have to leave it there, but thank you so much uh, for taking some time with us this morning. Appreciate it. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.